What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Jamsters, what's going on? How we doing? Welcome to another edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast following a delicious win, an ever so tasty win for your Phoenix Suns against those Boston Celtics. Yes, they're on the road, a 5.30 p.m. start, and the team has to play with all of the news around Kyrie Irving starting today. But you know what? Matthew's joining me. Suns Geek is joining hey, me. Yo. How's how it going, fries, man? How are those fries hitting you right how in those, the face, not in the how mouth, those, though? How those fries that are hitting me right in the, in the, in the face and not the mouth? Well, whoever's <laughs> those fries could play for the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Because they, because they were missing tonight. The Suns oh, are making cool. it tonight. Very cool. And we're coming to you live from Marley's at Desert Ridge. I'm joined by uh, multiple people. Suns Geek, welcome to the pod. How you doing, brother? Fantastic, man. Congratulations to you for treating yourself tonight. You deserve it. And glad that the Suns got the win, man. Is there a lot of ambient noise? Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, you're good. It's not too bad, man. <laughs> well, it, I apologize if it gets a little too crazy because I got I got Dan Duarte over here. Hey. Yep. I got, I got Coach Evan B. Yep. Hey, let's go. We all made up. It's all good. <laughs> I got Fanning the Flames over here. We got Phil over here who almost cost us the game. He almost cost us the game. When the Suns were up 20, Phil let everybody know. And instantly, the Celtics went on a 9-0 run. But thankfully, they pull it out. Matthew, what was the final score? They won 106-94 to in this one, right? Yeah, 106-294. The Suns defeat the Celtics. Right? Beautiful, beautiful graphic. Beautiful win for the Suns as they start five games on seven different nights. So, Let's go ahead. We're gonna we're gonna pop them if you got them, Suns fans. I'm already. I already got a nice Kurzlat right here. Hey, really quick. Um, what do you got? When you do when you do leave the pod, Water? just make sure you don't end the broadcast. This time. I won't this time. I won't. Okay. I'll simply leave. Suns, Suns geek. What are you drinking there? I'm going crazy tonight, man. Dr Pepper. <laughs> yes, Dr My mom's Pepper. Favorite well, drink. <laughs> on that note, Jamsters, pop them if you got them. Subscribe, rate, review. Hit that thumbs up button if you're on YouTube, and enjoy this intro. victory on the road in Boston in TV Garden, a place that I've been to. It's a beautiful place. You walk in and you see nothing but all the banners that exist in that that arena. It's intimidating, but it was intimidating for the Suns, which brings me to my first question. Matthew, I got to ask. Matthew, Suns geek, I gotta ask. How good does this one feel? How good does this one feel? Well, for me, this one is um this one's huge because tomorrow night's a big game where you think it's gonna be a blowout. Tonight was a projected L. Tonight was gonna be an L for the Suns. 
and it wasn't, man. And I think a lot of it has to do with the Celtics kind of like kind of giving into the idea that the Suns kind of suck right now. They're kind of without some people. They have a lot of trade buzz around that team. So they're like, oh, we'll cruise to a victory. It came out the other end, dude. The Celtics actually looked like the team that there was a lot of trade buzz and they kind of just felt like a lot of their team, that a lot of their players might be traded or something because that's the way they acted. And in the subreddit stakeout, those fans weren't having it with this team tonight. Uh, but what do you think, Sunsgate? Because I thought tonight was going to be a loss, right? And all of a sudden we get the win. It's a Friday night. And we're partying. Man, let me just tell you, obviously we've all seen how bad the Suns are without Devin Booker. And for a while, the Boston Celtics were pretty terrible without Jason Tatum because he didn't hit his first shot until what? Two, like in the second quarter, midway through the second yeah. quarter and all that. So that goes, to, and, and don't get me wrong, Jason, or Jalen Brown was very great in this game. I'm sure we're going to talk about him later. But that just goes to show how much, you know, any team struggles without their best player. Uh, and it's funny, too, because the Phoenix Suns really struggled starting off this game. I think they started off like 0 for 9, then all of a sudden they started cooking. The ball was moving around. The Suns were playing great defense, great energy. This was just a huge win. I don't care if this win is against the worst team in the league or the best team in the league. We need every single win we can get. Yeah, you got to appreciate the fact that they, they started off rough, right? It reminded me of the yeah. first time we played the Boston Celtics where it was like 7 nothing right off the bat. And then yeah. the Suns threw a 10-0 run on those Boston Celtics. And shout out to the bench in this one. I really think the, the bench the bench played fantastic. Can you guys guess what the two loudest moments in this game were? Who were the first who, – who were the two players who, who drew the biggest roar from Suns fans at Marley's tonight? Who do you think? Was it Al- right. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say is it Ish with that full court shot that came out of his ass? He just no, because <laughs> no, that didn't count. It that didn't count. Oh. Unfortunately, Coda Kid is right in the chat. Saban Lee yep. on that dunk was absolutely savage. Yes, and then and then the other one, Coach Fallen founder Jake's in the chat. It was Dario. Dario hit Super a money Dario. Like who who would have guessed that we'd be sitting here and we're talking about a great victory over the Boston Celtics? And it's Dario Sarge who gets the first drop again. The Sarge Smoke Break. What a smoke break we got from him tonight. Matthew, when you watch Dario tonight, knowing that he got the start tonight, knowing that you're going against the long Boston Celtics with Time Lord, uh, who I just found out what his nickname actually meant tonight for my good friends here. But what do you think of Dario tonight? Well, after I go, please let me know what the what the nickname means. I hear it all the time, and I'm sure I've heard of what it means, but I forget. Um, the fourteen Doctor Who, I guess. Oh, is it from Doctor Who? Is that all it is? <laughs> it's from Doctor Who. Okay, makes sense. But uh, fourteen and thirteen for Sarich. It's it's funny coming into this game. Like you think it's gonna be a loss, and then you hear Sarich is gonna start. It's like, oh man, this is gonna get even worse. Big game from him tonight, but he was nailing threes and big moments for the Suns. At the end of the game, you just wanted Mikhail Bridges to have the ball in his hands. You wanted him to shoot the ball. Ish was throwing up some threes. He was doing some um some like runners, and they were just not making them. Like he was he was the one with the ball at the end of the game to make crucial shots. You don't want that. You want Mikhail to have the ball or else Aiden to finish it out too. Sarich, man, big freaking threes from him tonight, dude. And EJ even said on the broadcast, he's like, Mikhail needs the ball. Give Mikhail the ball. Sarich shoots the three. He's like, oh wait, no. He's all just like, <laughs> he's all let Sarge try too. So it it makes sense for him to win this game for the Suns in a game we thought we were gonna lose. Sarge comes through and he's pretty much Superman for us. And these are his games, dude. Like 
when we're underestimated, he's the one guy that usually can um, come out big for the Suns. What was his stat line, Matthew? 14 points, 13 rebounds. Hey, get the fuck out of here. No. 14, 13, three assists from Dario? Yeah. Let's go. Serious question. When was the last time Dario had a double-double? Like, seriously, that's what stands out to me. And then, obviously, the three assists, as I mentioned. But Dario was just hustling out there, man. Just doing everything he could to lead the Suns to victory. For some yeah. reason, Dario seems to like the number 13. Because wasn't there a game where he had, like, 13 rebounds recently? Uh, Dario was great out there, man. You know, I don't think we win this game without him. And well done, Dario. So his his starting center in this game, not you know, considering he's playing power forward. What about your boy Aiden? Aiden, watch. We were saying it throughout the game. He, that's my max center, baby. That's my max center, right? What do you guys think get, about your max center tonight? <laughs> All right, well, I mean, the Suns start out 0 for 9 tonight. And that was a hole you thought they couldn't get themselves out of. But the Celtics weren't doing anything either. They were just kind of jacking up threes and hoping that they would just take this game from the, from the Suns at ease. Um, but then Aiden started hitting shots. He started hitting the shots he's supposed to make. He still misses shots towards the end of the game that he should make to help the Suns um, win. But he had that huge alley-oop, the one where he just pushes Williams out of the way with one hand. Just like, get good. the fuck out of here. And then he just... He grabs the ball and throws it down with force. That's fun to watch, man. And then he also had another dunk towards the end of the game to help the Suns um, end up with a putback. That was a huge dunk. So the dunks what, what, what that Aiden had like, were big. Tonight he was uh, 14, 14, and 10, and he had eight points in the first quarter. And it's not yeah. – they, they went to him in the first a lot, but then the second he never really got the ball. But I think that was a lot of the Celtics just like kind of adjusting a little bit on defense. Him and Mikhail just had eight points in the first quarter and they didn't have anything in the second. Are they watching the podcast? <laughs> yeah, a couple of them are. Oh, <laughs> we're sitting here with Marley's, and, and some people are just sitting around on the phone. They're all, everyone's just, you know, no, that's watching so the cool, pod. Oh, look, look at, at that. Look, look at you look guys. At that. That's just, that's fanning the flames right there. <laughs> yeah. This is just sort of, I don't know. It's Marley's new right now, the podcast royalty that was in I was going to say, how many autographs you know, have you Evan guys signed tonight? Coach Evan yeah. here. He's, he's in town from Utah. Yeah, Dan's in town from Buckeye. It's like halfway to Utah. What state is you know, that? What state's Buckeye in? Buckeye's like East LA, right? Like it's. Like, oh, is it okay? Yeah, like That's we got to cool, give him a Dodgers hat or something. I was just gonna say this is sort of like a unofficial ginormous Suns podcast collaboration. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, fanning Coach the flames. Yeah. He's on fire. He's like, on fire. Podcast is in town, coast, so we coast. thought we'd all get together. We invited Matthew, but Matthew lives in like Tucson, so it's a long. It's it's far far away. <laughs> yeah, and the game's at five thirty, so it sucked. I'm like, that would actually be fun to go down there, but next time, guys, next time. But um, yeah, what do you think, Suns Geek on the DeAndre Aiden? I was just gonna kind of piggyback off what you said, man. Like they, if, especially in the first quarter, he was really good. I mean, he had most of our points. I think him and Bridges did, and there were some nice sequences with dunks and alley oops and all that. But I think he definitely got took out of the game in the second half. I don't know if that was just Boston stepping up their defense, which they did. The defense really picked up for Boston on the you know second half and and everything, but. One thing I will say to Aiton's credit, I, I'm sure that Suns fans are probably pissed off at him and blaming everything on him. The five assists was pretty nice, and he is going to put up double-doubles no matter what. I mean, he had three straight games of 20-plus points or whatever. The dude is a double-double machine, but I just think the Celtics kind of took him out of this game. That's just my opinion. 
Yeah, I mean, if you're going to play physical, you can see the Time Lord kind of had his way with Aiden. Um, a lot of the times, Aiden was actually getting that little jump hook off. He was being pushed. <laughs> but, like, any kind of fours on Aiden, I mean, he kind of gets pushed over. You see that a lot with these bigger guys on Aiden. And he kind of just has to make himself, you know, known down there. And that's the thing is when you're playing these games against a bigger guy like the Time Lord, you just have to, like, make your presence known early in the game. That way it's easier towards the end of the game. If you don't do that, you can kind of see him get pushed around a little bit towards the end, but then he does have the Suns finish on the offensive end. I just, I kind of wish that I wanted to see Mikhail and um, Aiden, like in games like this, like always have the ball. And I think we got huge shots from Sarich. We did, but it's yeah, just like, those are the two. I was like, let's see them finish this game. And they, they did. I mean, they did I for the most part. It's awesome. Cause I was, I've always wanted Aiden to win us a game. And I feel like he kind of did tonight with a little bit more aggression to end the game. It's just, um, you wanted you a forget little that, more. Yeah, but it's it's good, man. It's no, it I don't know if I want more. Uh, I'm kind of confused because I want more, but then also the way I want him to play now is the fourth or fifth option. So I think he did fine as long as he's happy with that. So here's what I'll say about DeAndre tonight: is we all know what it's like, Suns fans. We've all been to a bar, hanging out with your buds, and Suns game's on the corner. We're not sitting there watching it like we normally do at home, right? When you're at home, you're watching every possession. You're watching every non-hustle play that DeAndre Ayton makes. You're watching every time on the weak side, he's not being as aggressive as he can, trying to get to the front side of the offense and make himself available. When you're at the bar, you're hanging in with your with, with some friends. Podcasters are not, okay? I mean, the nice thing about tonight is I'm hanging around a bunch of people who actually know what the fuck we're talking about. Some good sons. Uh, what, what do you got there? Suns the Suns, the Suns first double media double. team listens to the Suns Jam Session podcast. Oh, As they said, first double-double since March 2020. <laughs> first double-double. Don't ever change, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but what I'll say about DeAndre tonight, from the outside looking in, not the inside looking out, is it was a productive game. What did we talk about, Matthew? We talked about statistics don't always matter with DeAndre, and it's the effort. And what I saw from DeAndre tonight was he made plays that were impact plays when they needed to be made for this team. When the Boston Celtics were making runs, and they made their runs, the Phoenix Suns were up by 20 points at one point. And it was DeAndre Ayton who stopped that run. When it was less than five minutes, it was DeAndre Ayton who was making key baskets that were relevant to the victory for this Phoenix Suns team. So I'm not going to lie. It's nice to have a beer. It was nice to sit back and relax and not overanalyze the DeAndre Ayton effort. Now, I can understand that. I can understand it because I've been on that other side where we're sitting there and we're overanalyzing everything he does. But what we received from him tonight was exactly what we needed him for the most important statistic of all. The most important statistic of all is a W, and that's what we got from DeAndre Ayton tonight. Yeah, it's the biggest thing, and – you just want him to kind of be happy now in that that the the kind of position he's in. Um, I know that we kind of had a chance there to see what he can do with the offense going through him. It's not there. Now we know that Mikhail can be that guy. Now we know that DeAndre can kind of sit back and be the fourth option. And I think he's happy with that, man. And he did come through well, to make the big He'll plays. be more than the fourth option in the future. You know, I think it was, to your point, Matthew, it's like when we are okay with him being the fourth option, we all are happier. When he's the third yeah. or second option, that's where we start to get overly critical. You know, so, like, I, I understand that. Because he doesn't have any but, moves. Like, you saw it in the fourth yes. quarter where he has the ball and he still goes towards where the, the other defender's coming on the double team. Like, he goes towards that and he travels with the ball. Like, he doesn't go away from it. So, he still doesn't know what to do with the ball in those situations when you just need a bucket. He's not going to do that for you at all. So, 
those situations, he's still very, very uncomfortable. That's why they can't go to him in those situations. Right. So here's what's an interesting statistic. The most important statistic, right, we just talked about is the Suns winning, right? I don't have the answer to this. Someone in the chat may have, have the ability to look this up before we start talking about Mikhail Bridges. I want to know what the Suns' record is with DeAndre Ayton. We know that his first two seasons were rough, but we know that his last two seasons have been great. What is the Suns' overall record with DeAndre Ayton? Maybe we should just care about that statistic. So who knows? So let's talk. Well, without Bridges. with. Sorry, Matthew, you're making a point. No, it's fine. With without DeAndre, like last year, they were almost undefeated. This year, the same thing. So I don't know. So if what's that the means record anything. with? That's a I good point. When when DeAndre Ayton doesn't play. Right? What are they? Eleven and one this season. What was that record yeah. last season? It'd be an interesting statistic to actually look up. Is what is the Suns' record with DeAndre Ayton since he became a part of this team? It's an interesting statistic. Now on to Mikael Bridges. The warden. The warden. I don't have the statistics in front of me, but Suns Geek, what did you see from Mikael Bridges tonight? As we saw him once again running on plenty. Of Devin Booker's sets tonight, and he looked great doing so. First off, Mikhail Bridges took a shot late in the end of the game from Robert Williams, and that looked like it hurt. But Mikhail Bridges yeah. is a robot. He's yeah. an Iron Man. Glad he's okay, first off. <clears throat> um, I thought he looked pretty good. I think it kind of took him a while to get going. Is that kind of fair to say? But, you know, it, he put up points when they mattered. His confidence level has to be at an all-time high right now, in my personal opinion. Uh, it's not even just the points. It's just the way that he's going about getting points, you know, attacking the basket, hitting those mid-range shots, being super aggressive. We all know what he does on the defensive end. And just a quick side note here, I'm not trying to pick on Mikhail Bridges. Jalen Brown just goes to show how great of a player he is because yeah. there are a few possessions where Jalen Brown got the ball, just went in between his legs, drove past Mikhail Bridges like it was nothing. Uh, but Mikhail Bridges is absolutely fantastic. And in my opinion, this was a very quiet 25 points tonight, but I'll take it because Mikhail Bridges just continues to have a good week, a uh, pretty good month of January, uh, in my personal opinion, and he's been great so far. Man, um, I am dying for him to always have the ball now. Always. Like, yeah. he, the way he could end these games, get those shots, you can see that like there was a lot of double teams for Chris Paul towards the end of the game, but then also Mikhail Bridges, when he gets the ball, I feel like he's so quick. To yeah. where, you know, when when Chris Paul does give him the ball in those situations where he gets double teamed, Mikhail will just start going. He'll get the offense going quick. He'll cut to the rim. He'll get to his spot quickly. And he's automatic, man. I mentioned yeah. like last podcast, I'm not saying he's Kawhi, but he's automatic like Kawhi from those spots where Kawhi hits his shots, like where Devin Booker hits his shots. He's that accurate right now, and he has been. And I'm not scared to say that like, he has been for a long time. He's not those guys but he's very, very confident in those spots. You can tell how he wants the ball too. Like even when Ish had the ball and shot at three, he's like, no, I'm like, Oven, right, I'm right here. I'm in the paint. Just give me the ball. That's what you want to see. You want him to be, man. Yeah, you want to see him be dominant like that. And yeah, Jalen Brown, man, he's he's a different level. He's um, Nothing phases him. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I feel like in this league right now, better offense just kills defense no yeah. matter what. How many times have I said that on this podcast? Oh, yeah, all the time. And that's just the way it is, especially Jalen Brown, who's long, who's athletic, who can shoot the three. Um, they kind of gave him a few extra shots there at the three-point line they shouldn't have. Uh, Mikhail, when he got shot, when he got shot, pretty much shot in the head, he got hit in the head. Well, shot in the head would hurt a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that would probably be a game changer. Um but um, yeah, so what Mikhail's doing though right now is something that's very, very special. And 
you know, he doesn't pass the ball a whole lot, but he definitely can. He can hit these guys He's in stride. Of it, yeah. He, yeah, even in the first quarter when he waited for Aiden to come down on that dunk on the fast break, beautiful, man. The only thing that I want to see him do is get the ball. When you want the ball, get the ball. Take yeah. it away from Chris Paul. Chris Paul needs to stop. He gets that Chris Paul needs ball. to stop bringing the ball up because it's eight seconds even if it seems like he's bringing it up on time, it's like, oh my god, no, wait, it's already been six or seven. Didn't seconds. you mention that during our stream earlier? Yeah, it, it's yeah because it's he annoying. Does it John hates it. Everyone hates yeah. it. Get Mikhail the ball. Have him bring it up. There's no reason he can't. Even if the guy's guarding him full court, like he can me. definitely Listen, get to there. I, I want to talk what? about CP3 here momentarily. I agree because it drove me crazy. I know what you're trying to say. Oh my about, gosh! We, 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 we'll talk about CP3 momentarily, but I do want to talk about my friend Damien. Today I met this cat. He said his name was Damien. He thinks that we're a lot alike and wants to be my friend. 11 points from Damian Lee tonight. We finally got a Damian Lee contribution. He was three of four from beyond the arc. He had the highest plus minus of plus 30. How nice is it to, as this team gets healthier, to see Damian Lee fall back into his role? That's what we need from him. We don't need fucking runners. We need him to hit some threes and, and, do, his, and do his due diligence. Right, Sons Geek? Absolutely. Damian Lee, in my opinion, is a secret weapon. And I mean that because remember how good in the fourth quarter he was for like a long stretch of the season. That's the Damian Lee that we're going to need late in the season and in the playoffs and all that. And he has sort of been struggling, as you've mentioned. I mean, th this was just a good game for him. A nice little bounce back game, in my opinion, hitting shots when they mattered. I mean, he only had 11 points and three threes, but I'll take it. Not to mention he did have four assists and two steals. But again, man, just a secret weapon out there. He has that championship pedigree, that experience that comes from the Warriors. He loves being on this team. He's a good communicator out there. He knows how to play. And players are going to go through slumps and all that. But I'm glad that he had a good game tonight. Yeah, he's the extender, man. He When the bench needs him to come in and just, I mean, to start the fourth quarter, obviously, like he helped Jock in that, that second unit really just push so lead good. up to 10. They yeah. never looked back. Love holding and Jocks. It, and and it's and it, it's uh it's something special to watch because you just know like this this first team they were doing okay but they know like the Celtics are gonna come back they're gonna make a run but to have the bench come out especially behind Damian Lee and hit those threes to do what they're supposed to do I'm not saying he has to be automatic every game but he extended the lead they kept the lead because of that second unit the first team came in and finished off the game that is exactly what needs yeah. to happen every game you know what I mean that's what you want every game is the first unit to come in and finish in the fourth while the second unit kind of holds the lead, but they extended it this time. And it's because of that guy. Um, he was struggling for a while. I mean, we talked about him. He has that yeah. floater. I think he got fouled on one of them. Yeah, air ball too. He just needs game. to stick from, he's so good from three. There's yeah. no reason he should be doing anything else but jacking up that three. Cause when he gets hot, it's just something this team needs. Like it is crazy to me how many times he does go to the lane and has that and tries to shoot that floater. I hate it. Even if it goes in, I fucking hate it. Just shoot the three. Yeah. That's all I want from him. And it's, it's so effective, man. And a three-point contest is coming up. I don't know if he's going to be in it, but he should be. He deserves it, man. Yeah, you think so, Sons? He should be there, right? Absolutely. You're leading the league in three-point shooting. You got. I don't know how many threes he's made total this season, but the percentage, it's got to be there. Whatever yeah. the <laughs> they do. Real Thank quick, I don't know if we were going to talk about it, but if you know what? I'm not saying this is going to happen every game, but if our if our bench can carry us like that, through certain quarters entering mm -hmm. the fourth quarter, I will take it. Rest the starters as long as you need to, but our bench needs to be more consistent. They were absolutely fantastic tonight.
perfect transition, Sons Geek. I brought up That's Damian Lee because I wanted to talk about just like that. How effective was our bench? I don't have the statistics in front of me. I'm sure some of you guys can do some quick, quick math. But that's what made this a win for the Suns. Is not only did the starters play well, well enough, but you had the bench carry us in those moments in which the starters weren't present. Tell me some statistics. Tell me how they did tonight. Dude, they were fantastic, man. 38 like, points? Is that it? That's probably it. I'm not great at math, so I'll trust your math. What did the Boston bench have, Matthew? Um, Boston had um, I don't know, I have to look that up. Um, because I just added up the Phoenix Suns one really quick. Yeah. Um, I just feel like Boston kind of struggled all over the place, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to look that up. Malcolm Brogdon had 12 points, which probably most of that came in the first half. Peyton Pritchard had three, and then Luke Cornett had four. Yeah, whatever so, you got from that. Yeah. <laughs> and really, from what I saw from the bench here was just ball movement, being aggressive. You saw so many times in this game where they get the ball into Jock Lundell and he would score in the paint. Ish Wainwright was absolutely incredible tonight, especially on defense in a few sequences. On Jason Tatum of all people. Three quarter shot, right? Yeah. Three quarter quarter shot that didn't count. That too. He hit a couple threes as well. It's like, man, like, why can't our bench do this all the time? I thought that Saban Lee was pretty good in this game. I'm not just talking about that dunk. That dunk was nice, though. He was great, man. The Suns bench just absolutely carried us. We need more of that, especially going into the playoffs. If we can get this like two out of every like six games where the bench just comes in and takes over like that. I'll be so happy with it, man. What did you see, Matthew? Um, well, the thing is with Ish, too, he's playing like those crucial minutes and he's still getting like he kind of yelled at a little bit from his teammates. So, like, <laughs> I love that, too. Like, he kind of he doesn't get owned, but he kind of got owned from Chris Paul tonight where there's a stupid foul towards the end of the game. Yeah. And Chris Paul kind of got up to him like, what are you doing, dude? Aiden did that a while ago. He's like, shoot the fucking ball. Like, I've yeah, never I seen Aiden that. yell oh, at a no, guy yeah, like that dude. ever on the court. Right? So Ish gets a lot. He gets a yeah. lot of attention from these starters where he, they're – He's playing big minutes and he needs to make up a lot of missed time from, you know, guys that are out. I mean, that's Cameron Johnson's role right there. It's just stepped up huge. It just show up every game. He's still shooting the three. He still has the confidence, but it's definitely something that you don't want. Um, you don't want him to continue to have to do right. But he still has the confidence to come out there and shoot the shots that he needs to take, but pass the ball up a little bit more because you can see how kind of hesitant he is. Yeah. Some things like on some passes or else doing anything else on the offensive end yeah. other than just shooting the ball. He had that one like weird kind of runner at the end. And I was like, oh, like it just went <laughs> off the front of the rim. I'm like, you know, you're not supposed to shoot that. Get the ball to Mikhail. Hold on to it. Give it to Aiden to get to Mikhail. Do something like that. But you can tell like he kind of gets a little flustered, but he'll he'll calm down. And he won't even be in those situations soon when we have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on this. Motherfucker. Whoa Dude, now. Dude. Whoa now, Matthew. Settle down. Settle down. I've never seen Matthew okay, get one- loud like that. <laughs> One one topic of conversation that we've had here is, you know, why no business? Biz. Biz. And I think we all know the reason why we had no busy tonight, right? Because Kyrie get, Irving is coming to the Because Kyrie Irving is coming to the signs. No, no, because he would have been the pigeon tonight. If you think about who the Boston Celtics are, and trust me, we're going to get the Kyrie talking because I got to hear what Suns Geek has got to say about this. I love it. And if you want to hear more content from Suns Geek about Kyrie Irving, head over to his channel because it has to do with the Phoenix Suns. You know he's going to make a video about it. And it would be a crime if you haven't already done so. Have you made something already? Yeah, me and Matthew okay. were live early, man, for like oh, for, shit, uh, for a long that. time. <laughs> yeah, I went oh, on right man. after right after we right after us. All right, perfect. Yeah. yeah, you said you were going on with the geek, so I can't wait to see him watch that. So Jams just head over there. But one of the things we talked about relative to 
Bismack Biombo is the fact that he didn't get a lot of playing time. This is a Jock Landell game, right? Because of the way that Boston plays. They are a team that is the highest switchable team in the entire NBA. So that's why you didn't see Bismack, ladies and gentlemen. So don't get too upset, right, guys? Yeah, go ahead, Geek. You can talk about this. First. Uh, yeah, it was noticeable, I guess. But at the same time, if Jock Lindell's having a pretty good game like that and Dario's doing what he's doing out there, I mean, you know how Monty Williams is. For better or worse, he sometimes rides player off momentum and matchups and just wasn't Busy's night. I mean, he didn't even play, you know what I mean? But I just think he he stuck with his team, trusted his bench and all that. I think that's why he didn't play. I know. I just I wanted a little time lord on yeah. Busy action. I thought that would have been kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, you always want busy in there. And the, the thing is, like, Jock is – he needs a lot more minutes. It's It always feels like he gets to a certain point where he you can see him turn it on. He's, like, having a couple good games. Tonight, like, he was jacking up threes. He's like, stop fucking shooting that three. Hey, get a jump hook. Then he has a jump hook. Then he hits a jump hook, and it looks, it looks he great, was great down there. The post tonight, he was tipping man. the ball out. He was giving us some second-chance yeah. points. So he needs some extra minutes. That's what sucks between those two. It's like you kind of switch him out, like, every other game. But then they kind of just lose some kind of momentum or something. Um, so it took him a while just like kind of like the Suns' whole offense to get into the groove of this game. But once he did, he was effective, man. And I love that and one fast break he had where he started roaring at the bench. He's like, Kyrie and KD will be here and I'll be gone. I can't <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. We'll, we'll get to that momentarily. But I will say that, Matthew, how many days has it been since your birthday? Six. No, that's a lie. Ten. Twenty-one. sir. So just so you know, effective tomorrow, it's Dan Duarte's Let's birthday. Let's go. Oh, is it? He's an Aquarius, huh? So you're an Aquarius, Matthew says, huh? Yes. Yes. And just so you know, he was born in the same year as Matthew. Yeah. So Matthew, you are literally just days over older than Dan Duarte, which brings us to our DraftKings advertisement. Even hey, new NBA fans. It's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hands with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today opt-in, and place the same game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you get a free bet back. Bet on them Phoenix Suns to win the championship. They're plus 1,900 right now. Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Here we go. Little Noogie. <laughs> give, give little brother a Noogie. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. But so He's obviously, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Dan punches me right in the face. Uh, the greatest fake Twitter battle on the history of the Sun's Twitter. Um, what else do you guys want to talk about relative to this game? I mean, I've just got a new beer, so you oh, guys talk for a bit. We talk and, then we'll back, do it, man. and then we'll yeah, do so, GMStar, and then we'll talk Kyrie. Okay. Well, I don't know what she just said. Um, so <laughs> I want to talk about um, Saban Lee a little bit, man. So Saban Lee – I didn't hear what you said, sorry. Um, yes! 
<laughs> Saban Lee, so he's playing big minutes right now. Um, he, of course, is the guy that was taking over Dwayne Washington. He's a guy that's going to handle this offense for the second unit. He just, I still keep trusting him. Um, he had that huge dunk, but that dunk was just, you said it had the biggest, the second biggest roar, the biggest roar in the bar. It was a broken play, too. For sure, but like just him, just like, I'm just going to go take this and dunk it. That just shows his confidence. Oh, you're going to stay away from me from three. You're going to give me two or three feet. I'm just going to shoot a three. Like he seriously will do whatever the defense will give him. As soon as he sees an opportunity, he takes it. Yep. And that's what, the, that's the kind of guy you want running this offense. Um, with the second unit right now. I know obviously it's probably not going to hold up. Who knows if he's going to be here or whatever. But for right now, he's doing his job. And that's like all you can ask. He was a big part of this win. I didn't even look at his stats, actually. But I just oh, – three for four, seven points, yeah, seven two assists, points. that's it. But he played a big 13 minutes, honestly, for mm-hmm. this team. Because when he's in, those are minutes that's like Chris Paul needs off. Because Chris Paul had 35 minutes tonight already. So you just know he's going to need a break. And you can trust Saban Lee, man. I'm, I'm going to piggyback off, off of everything you said, man. I mean, there, there's probably, I mean, I hope not, but there might be a phase where Saban Lee is going to really struggle. Who knows what's going to happen with his minutes or anything. But right now, like you said, he is providing those backup Chris Paul minutes and everything. But we're, we're, we're going to have to see, you know, when campaign, all them come back too. But he, I don't want to jinx him or anything, but I feel like he can do a little bit of everything. Like the way that Monty Williams and James Jones and even Jock Lindell have been talking about him, it seems like he can do a little bit of everything. He's aggressive. He hustles out there. He can hit shots, tack the rim, get to the foul line. Kind of like we saw like a lot of tonight and in past games. Like he seems like a really solid player, man. And I, and I understand that a lot of people were upset, especially in my comment section of my videos. They're upset about Dwayne Washington Jr. And I get it. You know, he was a great addition to this team. The dude's a bucket. But, like, I think Monty Williams and all them, James Jones chose pretty much what I described over Dwayne Washington Jr. I'm not saying Dwayne Washington Jr. isn't capable of doing those. Would have been cool if you could have kept them both. But Saban Lee's been great, man. Fingers crossed if he can keep this up. I hope he keeps providing good minutes. And it's going to be interesting when this roster is fully healthy to see how he continues to play. But just like with Mikhail Bridges right now, his confidence level – has to be off the charts and how surprised are you guys he didn't get that technical or the technical foul on that dunk when he lifted himself up i was pretty sure that he's gonna get a tech what he did such a son's technical foul i know today, you know? but i feel like that would have been a tech and they didn't yeah. get the call so right i don't know man uh what are we going to next john are you still there She's still there. No. What's that? Are, are you still there What's what does on? lsla mean lsla yeah, that's what we're talking about at the table right now. Again, for those of you who are just joined the podcast, I'm joined by Coach Evan B, who's in town from Utah. I'm joined by Dan Duarte, yeah, who's in town from Buckeye. I am shocked. Hey, I'm enjoying. Can we see them? Bill. Can we see I'm everybody enjoying. every two minutes? <laughs> no, every ten. What does LSLA stand for? Because um, if I guess it, what? Dan will pay off my truck. <laughs> oh, really? Let's let's suck at, um, LA. I don't know, man. I have no idea, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, John's drinking a lot of beer. Um, Do you, are you guys looking for a topic of conversation? Well, I don't know. Are you are you couple. still running it or what's going on? No, I mean I kind of I'm around. Um, oh, okay, I'll, I'll keep going quick. and stuff. I just thought you were gonna okay, keep things. keep going. I just want to be around for things. I I uh, 
Did you guys see Austin Rivers versus Mo Bamba tonight? That's another thing we're talking about here. I was glancing over at that. What did he do? Mo Bamba socked the shit out of Austin Rivers. No way. Everything we wanted. We talked about most punchable players in the NBA. He is a top 10 most punchable face. Thank you, Mo Bamba. Oh my god, that's awesome! Because I think uh, Austin Rivers, I think he joined the Ringer Podcast Network, and he's gonna be—I don't know if he already has podcasts or not—but that is awesome because Mo Bamba's a very confident dude. He can yeah. call out. He knows the fake. The fake. He's really mature for his age, actually. Yeah. I know it doesn't seem like it with that fight, but he really is actually. Yeah, Austin Rivers for sure. This is—I <laughs> have to. Watch, I'll watch it after the podcast. Yeah. But Austin Rivers is one of those dudes that we always hate, and Mo Bamba, <laughs> you can care less what he does, really, but. Anybody that punches Austin Rivers is an automatic favorite, right? For some yeah. fans. <laughs> yeah, Dude, there's a lot of fights. Great. And then you also, you also have Dylan Brooks yeah. who uh, punched – or, yeah, he punched um, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell right yeah. in the crotch. Boink, like seriously, like just turned around. He even eyeballed it too before it turned around and just boinked him right in the nuts. So there's a lot of hitting going around, dude. These guys are actually fighting now? Because usually they'll just like talk just shit. Just like a scuffle, back. nothing too but now big, they're, like, yeah tackling each other on the court and then they're punch each other in the face so i gotta see that man i kind of feel bad from austin rivers now but not really no don't matthew don't he deserves it you know it all right you effing know it all right well i guess this is the point of the podcast and matthew is there anything else we need to talk about on this game i know we're 36 minutes in what else is in your notes uh let me see actually i'll go through i think that i just really we hit on everybody really quick, honestly. We went yeah, through we like did. all these guys really quickly, so I'm I'm good, man. If you want when to the, do Jamstar. When the Suns oh, have a win like this, man, it's yeah. pretty easy to talk about. Yeah. So there is one question we were asking amongst ourselves, but before we get to that, we'll, we'll hand out some hardware. Jamstar of the game. Mikhail for me, gentlemen for you. Yeah, I'm going Mikhail. Dario Sarge, man, honorable mention, Ish Wainwright. Very nice. All right, so the topic of conversation, uh, and we're going to talk Kyrie momentarily. Is there any member of the Phoenix Suns who you've ever hated while they were a member of the team? Mm, That's a good one. Uh, Let me think. Um, DeAndre Ayton is probably one of them. Also, probably DeAndre Ayton. No, I'm just joking. It's You're not the son of a bitch, Matthew. No, I, I can't think of anybody. Um, you know what? I remember like when we got Matt Barnes. I didn't really like him very much. Um, but that's the only guy that comes to mind. What about you, Geek? Anybody? I liked Matt Barnes. I'm with you. I, I I wasn't a fan when he first came with us, but I he he grew on me, right? Yeah, not to me. I just never liked him. As non-biased as I can say, probably the Morris twins, but that was sort of like an up and down ladder. Like there were times I liked them, but just probably the Morris twins, I'd have to say. Yeah, yeah I'm with a lot of people in the chat, like Robert Ory. I, mean, I was Robert younger was back killer. then, and that was before the Steve Nash thing. But in hindsight, well, yeah, Robert Horry's number one. conversation tonight because a lot of these guys are young. So, uh, well, let's talk about it, man. Kyrie Irving. Okay, I mean, I know that Matthew and I put out to get a quick emergency pod earlier today. We talked a little bit about it. I know you and Matthew Sunsky put out something on your channel. Give me the highlights of that conversation. What are you guys feeling? Like, are you pro? Kyrie, are you anti-Kyrie? Are you looking at the mechanics of the trade? Like, like, t- tell me everything you guys are thinking about this. Well, um, for me, something else hit where there was a contract no- negotiation. This is true. The, the contract negotiation where they needed him to win a championship or something for it to actually 
take place. I don't know. Something like that. So that's why he wants out. Now, if this is just a ploy to really get a contract again and the Suns have no chance of getting Katie and Kyrie, I will never believe in anything ever again. Anything I ever hear. I'll yeah. turn off Twitter. I'll just shut the fuck up. Because right now, I'm thinking it's one of those two. I think it has to be at least I told Suns Geek earlier it's gonna be Kyrie. It's gonna be KD. If one of those two get traded, KD yeah. will be here. He'll either come with Kyrie or Kyrie will go somewhere else. That's just the way I think it's gonna happen. Um right now for both of them. And um, if you're gonna say either one, I would choose KD, of course. But Kyrie on this team, if you only give up a guy like Chris Paul, as much as we do love him, and I mentioned earlier that I want to win a championship with this guy because of what he brought to Phoenix when he came here, but when you're replacing him with Kyrie, that's he's an all-star starter, dude. This guy is legit. I mean, an all-star starter pulled out of his ass. Like he can just put up numbers. He can get you back in games, score 20 straight. This guy's insane. And he does it quicker. He does it way faster than anything that Chris Paul can do right now in that offense. Back. That's a guy he needs. So I'm going to say we get one of the two, but honestly, I bet you anything we get nothing, nothing even happens. What do you think geek? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you and I talked about this for a good amount of time on my channel. Shameless plug there. I was live for like an hour and 45 minutes. It was a great show. Also had some random, quote, calling guests that were spitting facts all show. But to answer your question, John, pretty much I'm trusting in James Jones here. I think at the end of the day, God forbid, if I had a gun to my head and I had to choose, I would pick Kevin Durant. That's sort of my prediction. Um. If Kyrie Irving is traded to the Phoenix Suns, I don't know what a trade like that is going to look like. I would probably be open to it for the right price in hindsight. But I will say this. Before the game started, Chris Haynes, who's done a great job of covering the league and covering certain stories like Jay Crowder, for example, he was on NBA TV. And he said a couple of interesting things here. And I think Woj confirmed this. Chris Haynes said, and I quote, even if the Nets came back and offered him a full max, he would not accept it. He wants out. He said he has informed the Nets that he will leave in free agency if he is not traded. And then Woj, I think Woj's article pretty much said like Kyrie, Kyrie Irving was like five years, 190 mil or something like that. So I don't know. This is what James Jones and his front office get paid to do to figure out. It's going to be an insane, what, seven, six days? It's going to, I don't even know if that answers your question, but it's going to be chaos. Stay by your phones and get ready to do some emergency. Oh yeah. That's great. What does the round table say over there, John? What do you guys think? So here's the fun part about hanging out with some sons podcasters all night. Uh, Dan Duarte just recorded with flex from Jersey, who shameless plug will be on the podcast tomorrow evening as the sons pick on the Detroit Pistons. Uh, One of the things that he said is that, you know, CP3 is willing to take a bench roll. Think about that. We talked about that a little bit on our show. 37 years old, willing to take a bench roll, willing to contribute to the team. Again, it's not who you start with, it's who you finish with, right? Based on the matchup, if you have Kyrie, CP3, Devin Booker playing the three, Mikhail Bridges at the four, DeAndre at the five. Like, I'm sorry. I am, I, and I know there's the whole deflection conversation of Kyrie maybe equal KD. I'm not going to go down that route. I know you guys probably did as well. We should. And Matthew and I did a little bit earlier, but I'm a strict, I'm, I'm a stick strictly to the thought process of potentially having Kyrie Irving a member of the Phoenix Suns. Like, come on. Like that's what we want, right? Like a secondary shot creator, the point guard of the future. Like he checks multiple boxes. He's on only the 30. Suns. Yeah. It's only 30. And we know like, again, personal versus professional, everything that he is. But personally, 
he, he's a whack job and, and we don't know what we're getting, but professionally, he's exactly what you want them to then book it. And the conversation that we had around this table tonight was about culture, about the Phoenix Suns culture, and what that can mean to somebody like Kyrie Irving. Think back to the Arizona Cardinals and Tyron Matthew. Nobody wanted Tyron Matthew. He fell in the draft so far because nobody thought that he had, that there was anything to him. But he got brought into the right culture at the time with Larry Fitzgerald and Patrick Peterson. And guess what? He was a productive member, and now he's won a Super Bowl, and he plays on playoff teams. So who knows what that could mean to Kyrie Irving, changing scenery, potentially coming to a Devin Booker team and to a Monty Williams team, a James Jones team, coupled to the fact that Matt Ishbia might want to make a splash right off the bat, right when he gets here. Guess what? Do that get Kyrie. I think if the price is right, which based on the conversations that I've had around this table and those of you who get an opportunity to uh, Dan and flex are releasing a new podcast. It's already released right here. It's already released. It's the coast to coast podcast. Check it out. You're going to get a lot of good inside information from flex. So based on the conversation that they're having is, the Suns are no, very, like very open to having Kyrie. Kyrie. We're not talking Katie no, yet. Very, very open to having Kyrie as a member of the team. And guess what? That's what I want. What, yeah. what, what should I be listening to? Oh, what should I be listening to? <laughs> Nothing. I'll listen to you guys now. You know yeah. what? So I know we say the Suns are open to Kyrie. It's really Booker. Booker's open to Kyrie. Booker loves Kyrie. All these players love Kyrie. I'm not saying every every player on the on the Suns team, but players in the NBA love Kyrie. So, and I talked about this on the pod earlier with with Geek, but we talked about basically if the Suns are just focused on this year, which they should be going for, I think it's a year to year thing. James Jones told us in the interview that he's he doesn't want to overpay anybody. Obviously, he's not going to overpay anybody. He's not going to give away contracts. But I think the but way is that Matt James should be a willing to overpay. That's the exactly. Question. It's no longer James Jones. Yeah. It's no. Matt I know. Ishbia. Yeah. Exactly. But Kyrie gets here. You don't have to pay him. He just wants to change a change of scenery. You don't have to do anything yet. You play this year out. See how it goes. And I think that's how the Suns play this from now on. When you have Booker on your team, it's a year to year thing. It's about putting a contender in for next year, for this year, for I don't care. Like, we always talk think like that, actually. Yeah, yeah. It, we always talk about like, oh, who, are we going to pay? Like last year, we always talked about we're going to pay DeAndre, we're going to pay Cameron Johnson. It's like let's figure it out later. Who cares? Because honestly, like if Jones this team plays. doesn't work out, we'll get other players. Because I told Geek, I said the Suns, the Phoenix franchise is now a destination. So every year we're giving away these picks for draft picks that later on in three or four years are going to want to come to Phoenix. Like there's a window right now with Booker. As long as he stays healthy, it's a 10 year window. And I think every year he's on this team, every year this team might change. It might upgrade. All these stars are going to want to play with Booker. So that's why I'm just like, let's go for it. Right now, the Suns team, they're not champions. They're not going to win it. They can contend maybe, but they're not going to win it with Booker back. There's no way. There is no way because they're so inconsistent in a lot of ways. And plus when Booker comes back, you're going to have him and Mikhail as your one and two. That's not going to win anything. I know I know Mikhail's a number two on this team, but that doesn't mean you're going to win a championship that way. You got to get something I, else. I, I and James Jones, James Jones says they want shooting. James Jones said they want shooting. So yeah. and then he released Dwayne Washington. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so he wasn't making box. shots. He wasn't making shots. That's a fact, uh, Matthew. That's a fact. Yeah. I, I think you guys pretty much summed it up there. It's I feel like in 24 hours, we might be having a completely different conversation, but I just think somebody's going to have to get sacrificed here, if you will. 
I mean, we're going to have to trade some of our fan favorites. You're going to have to match salaries and all that. Probably Cam Johnson. And, and again, the whole Kyrie wanting a contract after, I think that that's got to be considered. It's going to get insane. So I, I think you guys pretty much yeah. nailed it. And you and I, Matthew, talked about this for a long time earlier. It's it's going to be an insane next six days. Yeah. Well, I will say this. I appreciate you guys having me on here as long as I have. It's getting really dark in here. So, Matthew, Suns Gig, I'll let you guys take it home. Cheers, brother. I appreciate you guys both holding it down as I go out and hang out with these. Of course, man. Treat yourself, brother. Yeah, tell everybody I like them and I like Tell everybody I say hi. I will for sure. I will for sure. But take it home, guys. I won't end the podcast right now. I'll just leave. Okay. All right. Let's make sure he doesn't end it. Are we still on? I think we're, yeah, I think we're still <laughs> yeah. live. It says live. We're still here. Um, all right. So there is one thing, the subreddit stakeout that we got to get to. Um, but do you have any other notes or anything that you want to go over before I do this? Um, anything else you want to talk about with the Kyrie thing? I think this is going to be exhausted by Thursday. I mean, today Bro, was exhausting. I'm already melted. sick of talking yeah, about like, it. But my, my brain is, my, again, I just kind of like what Chris Haynes reported on. Like, I, I think it's a 98% chance Kyrie is traded because it's the way yeah. that Chris Haynes, who is involved, he's. He's got connections and he talks to these players like they're friends and all that. Uh, I think it's 98% chance he's traded. I don't know what's going to happen with KD. I don't know what's going to happen with the Nets and how they're going to look afterwards. Just get ready. Get ready. Basketball fans. Get ready. Suns fans. This is going to be insane, man. That's really yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it's going to be crazy. And just final thoughts on the game. Just, it was a great win. The bench needs to play like that, like five out of every 10 games. And we're going to win a lot of games if that happens. Yeah, we definitely are. But I just think overall, the, the Celtics were kind of just taking a back seat tonight, trying to shoot yeah. threes, trying just to take this that way. They look kind of tired out there. Oh, yeah, bit. for sure. And the subreddit stakeout, <laughs> let me know. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Someone tell Tatum to start the game. So Tatum <laughs> comes out. Oh, my gosh. So... A lot of these players just suck. Jalen Brown was probably the only one that did anything in the first half for this team to try to keep the game close. Everyone was upset at Jason Tatum. Um, but yeah, some guy does say that. Just turn the game. <laughs> just turn on the game. Why am I seeing zeros everywhere for the, our starters except for Jalen? So that was about halftime. Like these starters didn't really have much going. Right. Um, so I think it was just this lack of effort on their end just because they knew they were playing the Suns tonight without Cameron Johnson, of course, Devin Booker. Um, you know what though? Tatum to get a technical though. So they, the guy says LeBron running around acting like the rest murdered his family. No tech, referring to that LeBron meltdown. <laughs> Tatum bouncing the ball a little too hard. Instant tech. The, the inconsistency with this refing stuff. It's getting kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. It's, it gets like this every year. I feel like the the NBA season always starts out okay with refing. It's but then it just kind of just it gets to this point where in the middle of the season it just bottles up and everyone just has it. They're just they call with the it. tiniest little contact. It's a foul. The tiniest little touch. It's a foul. Or then they don't. Or they, you know, it's oh, yeah, very inconsistent, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. It just yeah. it, it pisses me off. But uh they also said um <laughs> they were hard on Grant tonight. So Grant Williams, um, you know, he he seemed like he was botting up DA really good. Oh, I'm sorry, not Grant Williams. Um yeah, uh, Grant Williams. Robert yeah. Williams or no, Grant, Al, Grant Williams. Grant. Yeah, Robert Williams, Grant Williams. They were talking about Grant Williams, and I could see why. Um, Robert Williams was the one that was botting up DA pretty good. Robert Williams, he yeah. was actually getting thrown out of the way from DA, but they had a lot of nasty comments, and I don't really want to go into it. A lot of foul language. 
but that was basically the whole subreddit was f your mother f f your mother um do your father a lot of stuff that i just cannot repeat here on the sun's jam session podcast <laughs> so um you know how the boston people are yeah. so we'll go ahead and end it. Yeah. the sun's jam session subreddit stakeout very passionate fans but they curse a lot <laughs> yeah it's non-stop yeah. um so john said something about chris paul um we have a few more seconds here a few <clears> more <throat> minutes i mean john says something about chris paul um taking a seat and you talked about it too so that's that's huge um for the suns um i think that's that's big for Chris Paul to know, like, I need to take a back seat. You can tell every game he's having a hard time. His jump shot looks a lot better. He's getting to his spots. But bringing the ball up, getting this offense going, we need something else. That's not going to work in the playoffs. We can't have a guy that's bringing the ball up, getting it across the time stripe barely in time every game. It's going to kill us. We're not going to get in any kind of flow, and we're going to have to have a lot of ISO ball, and it's going to kill us. If Even if Booker's back and he's pulling, he's bringing the ball up, we need someone else back there with him. Yep. It's just tough to have a guy that, you know, we love, but also he'll just be a guy that might be in the corner for some of these playoff games. So that is huge for the Kyrie news. Um, I just, I mean, any other thoughts on Chris Paul? I feel like he's been playing a lot better, but I don't know, man. It's just, it's good, but you can just tell it's going to be like one every four or five games where he looks really good and he'll be okay in some games, right? Yeah, it's, you know, I made a video just recently talking about how great he's been, but then he's had a few clunkers of the games. Like he had like what three points the other day or whatever. Um, but <clears throat> I do agree. I think that he needs to sort of lighten the load, if you will, even if that is like a Devin Booker or Mikhail Bridges taking the ball at court, just giving, you know, and again, this goes back to the bench and everything, giving our starters as much rest as possible, but lightening Chris Paul's load, offensively he's still going to control the game if you will kind of like he did tonight and everything yeah but chris paul definitely might need to take a back seat and look i haven't listened to the coast to coast podcast with flex from jersey but if if flex from jersey and he I, I i like flex he's a friend of the channel he's a great dude i'm excited to watch your guys show tomorrow with him on here but uh <clears throat> if he really is open to being a six man that's pretty damn lethal man i mean if, if we somehow get kyrie irving I mean, you got Kyrie starting, Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, CP3, maybe DeAndre Ayton, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's a pretty yeah. lethal combo. But Chris Paul coming off of the bench to potentially win games, close out games with Kyrie and Book, that would be amazing. So don't really know where I'm going with all these thoughts here. Chris Paul's definitely regressing. But then again, Suns fans, I think sometimes his games get overlooked. He's He's been pretty good in the month of January. Yeah, he has. And um Bees does bring it up in the in the chat. So I'm gonna so we're talk about this, but then also I want to do a <laughs> new segment that John John started to do where we're gonna just, you know, jamsters react. And we're just gonna have you guys like ask that. us questions. We did a last podcast, we have about five minutes. Like so that. you guys go ahead and just ask us any questions about anything and we'll answer it. Get active in the be, comments, y'all. It can be personal, it can be about the suns, whatever you guys want, because we have five <laughs> minutes and I'm sick of talking about Kyrie, but bees does say Call me crazy, but I still believe SGA asked to be traded with Suns um, as his preferred destination, asked to be traded. You can see that Giddy's kind of being a guy that, you know, he handles the ball a lot. And I don't know if SGA can really play off that too much, but they look good. They look yeah. good together. If he wants his own team and to be the, the actual point guard full yeah. time, mm -hmm. but they're also Booker's point book too. So that's going to be 
that's going to be interesting because I think that SGA is definitely a better option right now. I would rather have him than Kyrie just because I know he has a long, he's a big feature ahead of, ahead of him. Oh, yeah, he doesn't absolutely. have like the, the baggage with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? The controversy too. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I, let, oh, sorry. I was just going to say SGA is one of the most underrated stars in the league. And I'm so glad he was selected as an all-star. If he wasn't, oh yeah, that would be such a terrible look for the NBA. <laughs> yeah. Congrats to him. Seriously. Yeah, he deserves it, man. Yeah. Jamsters react. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going through the um I'm going through the chat and just like last time there wasn't a whole lot of questions at first. All right, here we go. Michael Kolb, he has a question just for Suns Geek. Who's your favorite son? Let's go. Well, That's I'm a big question, <laughs> huh? Who's your favorite son? I mean, right now, you know, it's Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, etc. But probably all time, Steve Nash. I know that's the easy answer to say, but it's true. Sean Marion. Everyone on my wall, pretty much. You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what so about you? <laughs> uh, my favorite son ever is going to be the best son, Devin Booker, for sure. Always will be forever. We talked about my that earlier. Life. Yeah, mm-hmm. however, he's going to be the best son of all time when he retires. Metal Mike does say, Lizzie, uh, do you have any walls that are not white? <laughs> nope, they're all white. I do live in an apartment, and I don't hang up too much stuff. I do have my TVs hung up. But, you have to pay for that later well, on. Yeah, don't I don't want to put holes in my wall. You know what I mean? And I'm very particular. Like, I just I don't have anything. I just have a bed. That's basically it, right, in this place. And so. I had an apartment. That's how my apartment was, man. No joke. Yeah. <laughs> no. So let's see if there's another question. Uh, Crazy Luigi. Think Derrick Rose could be a potential six-man option at point guard for us someday. Derrick Rose. Uh, what? Is he still in the league? Yeah, but doesn't play much. Injuries yeah. just destroyed his career. Uh, I understand the vision there, but... I mean, yeah, that, maybe, but... I don't know. That goes answer. I feel like we'd have to be down point guards like hardcore. You know, that, I yeah. don't see that happening. No, I mean, I just answered my own question. Yeah. Um, is he still in the league? Yeah, so, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mencier Pro does say, who is your top five Suns players of all time? That's what he asks. Man, I'm, tough, I'm, right? just, I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm spitballing here, man. But again, just look look at my wall. Look at that. There's <laughs> nine of them right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Plus Devin Booker, 10. So right there, uh, Dick Van Arsdale never gets talked about, by the way. He's one of the greatest Suns of all time. Al- Alvin Adams uh kevin kevin johnson i could go all day man just so many there's a few on this team currently that can make my top five if you will cool (laughs) yeah dude i think i'm gonna go about the same i mean we kind of grew up in the same era um just booker chris paul um amari stoudemire um i wish i can say da so many dude there's just so many kale bridges might be top um but i i'm gonna say charles barkley of course but you know what i kind of missed that as a kid yeah. But I'll go Charles in the top five too. It's so. like I, I need like a top 50 Suns all time players list because there's so many great legends and former fan mm-hmm. favorites on this team. Like Goran Dragic, you know what I mean? Like yeah. so many great. Gerald Green is one of my all time favorite Phoenix Suns players of all time. So uh, it can be almost endless. Right? Um, <laughs> CL Oracle does say, or he does ask, uh, do you guys think if we trade for Kyrie and have Chris come off the bench that we can win? a ring or come close absolutely. i already said i'm sick of talking i'm just joking I'm sick of talking oh, about him no um, absolutely. absolutely man and you know why it's because you have you have shooting you have guys that can create their own shot even with chris uh-huh. paul coming off the bench like he'll be rested 
He'll play with that second unit. He'll be perfect. Maybe that's why they're not worried about the pack, the backup point guard position because you'll have Chris Paul there if you have Kyrie. Kyrie is Kyrie, man. He's the best point guard in the league. When he's on, he's the best point guard in the league. And we'll have the best shooting guard in the league together. That's that's crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. That's insane. And then you have everything else, unless you have to give up Cameron Johnson. Um, but I don't feel like Mikhail's gonna be given up. So that's gonna be a good squad, man. Yeah. It's pretty simple. It's we would at least come close. I mean, it it would have to be NBA finals at worst case scenario. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's totally true. Uh Michael Kolb does ask too. Um, we got one more minute. What is your favorite food, guys? I'm a retired chef. My specialty is seafood. So my favorite food will always just be pizza. It's basic. That's pizza, what I create chicken. I'm, I'm a pig, man. I'll eat anything but pizza and chicken. You're a pig, man? <laughs> <laughs> I eat everything, bro. I don't even know how I'm still alive with all the food and junk that I eat. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. Um, the one more question really quick, Scott Klaus. Lissy, what is your dog's name? Um, Socks. I don't have a dog, though, but I know. I was socks. like, do you? I thought about no. it. I was like, does he have a dog? I was like, no, what's your dog's pup? name? Though? I know you have a dog. <laughs> I got two dogs, uh, Spunky and Bear. And uh, Bear is a, they're, they're a Golden Retriever Boxer mix. And I mm-hmm. guess Bear's name was that when he was born, so we kept it that way. They're very stubborn dogs. They bark a lot, but they're amazing. Follow me on social media. You'll see tons of pictures of them. <laughs> <laughs> very cool man um okay just one more really quick from Cody Kidd this last Go. one uh Lissy how do you feel about McCarthy taking over the play calling for the Dallas Cowboys um I don't care just bring Aaron Rodgers here that's all I want so what do you think about that I mean any <laughs> you know my expert NFL opinion uh did you know that Kay Ray is one of the voices of the Cowboys did you know that he what did... right yeah Kevin Ray our, our... no way I didn't know that what does he just do the radio or yeah, I don't know if it's like radio, but he's one of the the Cowboys broadcasters, man. Oh wow, cool. I had no idea. That's like that's the only cool. thing I know about the Cowboys, to be honest. Besides Dak, but yeah, oh, that's awesome, man. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I had no idea, guys. Um, all right, so that wraps it up. I want to thank John for joining and all the other pod. We had all the podcasts, guys. This was a great podcast on one podcast, basically, yep. right? Except Legendary. for um Flex and then also the PHNX, all yeah. those guys. But basically, everyone was at that bar. So that was pretty cool. Uh, so thanks for popping on, John, for about 40 minutes. That was awesome. Uh, thank you, Jamsters. Make sure to like. Like right now. Subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, leave us a five-star Apple review. We will read it live on the pod. Man, tomorrow we're going to have Flex on. And I'm excited to talk more Kyrie, I guess. And maybe we'll have Kyrie by tomorrow. Who knows? I'm sure it'll be the eight. Never know. Yeah, who knows? Um, but yeah, thanks again, guys. Uh, thank you, Suns Geek. And where can they find all your awesome content at? Yeah, uh, just at Suns Geek on all social media. Just search it and you'll find me. And like we said during the chat, you guys, me and Matthew went live for a decent amount of time. I went for like an hour and 45 minutes just rambling on about this Kyrie stuff, constantly uploading videos, doing as many live shows as possible. And it was a great show, Matthew. I love being on here. Anytime you guys need me, I'll be here. And I'm excited for tomorrow's show. I'm going to have to be in the chat listening to what you and Flex and all them have to say. Yeah, definitely do. Definitely check us out. And yeah. hopefully the Suns going to win tomorrow. Not a big letdown against those Pistons. Um, who cares? We'll just take on the Pistons. We'll see what they look like tomorrow. I'm not going to talk about them. Um, They're but everyone, very injured. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I know Kate Cunningham's out, and that's yeah. probably the most exciting player that I want to see. Um, but yeah, um, everybody, uh, go home and love your Kyrie, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.